At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. are the Salon Sleuths. My name is Melissa. And my name is Leslie. And we are two women from the Pacific Northwest. We are both curious about paranormals, spirit guides, ghosts, past lives. We are suspicious about true crime, disappearances, and strange phenomenons. We are open to learning about the supernatural and all things we don't understand. Together, we're opinionated with a splash of smartass. Join us to learn. And... Stay curious, stay suspicious, and stay open. Follow Salon Sluice on all major podcast platforms. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to find the song. It's so old. Casey and Terry DiSario? Dis- <laughs> 1979, baby. Do you not recognize that song at all? No, I do, but I just didn't remember the words. And okay, it it, it is a long time one thing that I you know may or may not quote quite a bit. Okay, just like <laughs> Delta Dawn. What's that flower you have on? That one. <laughs> yes. Did your parents listen to that? Oh yes. Okay. I do remember that one. I'm, I probably couldn't tell you the right words. <laughs> I probably made up my own, you know. You, you just don't have the music flow, Andrea. Well, I, I, I can't you? hear very well. So I just don't think what? that I, you know, I only can hear in one ear. <laughs> no, I did not know this. Why do you only hear in one ear? Well, uh, when I was in high school, I was high diving and I, ruptured my eardrum and then I just never had it fixed oh. so it's I mean I can hear a little bit but not very much so like usually when I'm doing nails I'm like this oh I did not know and that. then I can read lips pretty well and then I uh 
you know, so with the masks on, it's harder to hear. Plus I have this plastic thing before me in front of yeah. the doing nails and then, yeah. So I don't, wow. I don't hear very well. So I think like, like one time, like one of my, you know, I think my second car or whatever it was, none of the speakers worked on the right side and I didn't <laughs> even know it. <laughs> Michael got in. He's like, what's wrong with the speakers? I'm like, what? what? I had to like turn my head like this. Oh yeah, they're not. Uh, they're not on. Didn't I know. had no idea. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Weird. That's but clearly, fact. clearly the music was not in you before high school because this has not been your whole life. Yeah. No. Right. Right. That happened. I, I do remember those songs. I just didn't remember um, the words to them or the oh right words. Gosh. That yeah. one. Sorry. That one is just the classics. Classics. Oh my gosh. Well, so how are you doing? I think I'm, I'm a little giddy today and a little excitable. How about you? Really? Yeah. Um, well, I seem to be compared to you. I can't wait to hear what you have to say then. It's not that exciting. I don't even have anything exciting. I'm just blah, 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 blah. like I've had wait, caffeine first, and Melissa. I have it. <gasps> what? what do you say? Hello, Salon Sleuth fans and Leslie. How are good you? Good morning, Melissa. I'm good. Good morning. Hey, I want to remind everybody on Monday, October 4th is Suzanne Jockis. We're going to start like getting in all the people who are want to be a part of that. You need to email us either at salonsleuth at yahoo.com or gmail.com to get on that list. She is a local psychic. She can answer one or two questions. Um, the more specific it is, the more specific your answer will be. And we take those calls at one o'clock. The show usually lasts about a half an hour, so it's very quick. Um, but if you're interested in asking a question, you need to get on there right away. Yep. And you don't That's have it. to tell us the question. We, she won't even know who's on the call. Uh -uh. Um, she won't know your name or anything. You'll just have to give her your name and your birth date and she'll be off to the races and uh only you will know um the question beforehand so yes yeah. and i literally only call her like moments before the show and yeah. have pretty much limited contact up to then so i'm not feeding her any information at all no. so no yeah there's nothing there she's no. just off raw talent she i wish is. i had yeah she doesn't need help Amazing. so i do have on that note kind of, um, I think it's happened twice, but I can't remember what the other incident is. So I'm just going to give you the one that I remember. Okay. Something that I thought I should call or call and tell you. And I didn't. So this is weird, but, um, my dad died six years ago and their wedding anniversary is August 31st. So the first couple years, I would like send my mom something like flowers or one year I took her out to dinner and you know, as it's gone further and further, I haven't done anything. Well, um, this year I was busy because last week I was off before the 24th. And, um, but I've known since gosh, spring that she was going to get a new concrete driveway. And to some of you, you're like, why is she so excited about this driveway? Well, she's lived in this house 50 years and, um, it really was in need of new concrete. It was just all broken up and, you know, lots of cracks and lots of differences in height. And she was getting, you know, she's getting older. And so she's afraid she's going to trip and fall and her friends are going to trip and fall. So with good reason, it needed to be done. Um, but it's a kind of a big expense for a retired yeah. person. Right. So anyways, she had it scheduled before, I think I told you she had a arm uh, shoulder replacement. And I had been over there and I said, mom, 
and they were going to do it like then. And I was like, mom, you can't have them like jackhammering while you're coming home from the hospital and trying to recover. And she's like, oh, really good idea. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I had just told her, you know, make sure that they don't do it before the 25th of August. And I really didn't pay attention like when it was coming because my brother was taking care of it, all of it with her and dealing with her um, in terms of the details. So I wasn't part of it. So she calls me on the 31st and she's like, um, oh my gosh, they're pouring my concrete. This is so exciting. Blah, blah, blah. She's sending me pictures and she starts to tear up and she says, I just wish your dad was here to see this. He would be so excited. And I said, well, mom, he is there. He is, you know, seeing this and he is excited. And then I just kind of got off the phone and like three hours later, I was walking and I was like, oh, what's for some reason, the date August 31st came up and I went, it's my parents anniversary. And I went, my mom got a new concrete driveway literally on her anniversary. And she was concerned. My dad didn't know like, hello. Right. I call her frantically. I'm like, okay, do you even know what today is? And she's like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, do you know what the date is? Like, you know, why this date is important? She goes, yes, I do. And I go, Bob, I, this whole time had not put two and two together, but you were like saying, oh, you wish your dad could see dad actually made sure this happened on your anniversary. Like you got a new driveway on your anniversary. This is like, this is not just ironic. This is crazy, like paranormal. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) I'm just like, I am freaking out here. I've been freaking out for an hour until I could call you from my walk or whatever. I was like, okay, that, that is just not a coincidence. I just, I think that that is, I mean, she's been talking about this for at least five years and probably quite frankly, they were talking about it before my dad passed. Yeah. So, you know, this has been a long time coming. And the fact that it probably happened. just is not a coincidence that it was on that no, day. Like, right. I do not believe it is. Yeah. So yeah. that happened. That's cool. Yeah. Good How about job, you? Melissa. Well, thank you. Oh my you, God. But... So this is so weird. And I, again, I wanted to call you, I'm like anybody <laughs> in my world, you would get this. I have a few people, but like you would really get this, right? Yes. So remember like of words. Yes. I scheduled that appointment when we were having her on the podcast. Yes. Well, it was yesterday. Did you remember? I did. It was a reminder and everything. So I got on with her and um, I was basically saying like, I have like a billion things in my pot at all time. Like which one of those should I focus on? And she basically said, it's not like me to focus on any one thing. Oh, she's like, there's one that like you should focus more on over others, but um, kind of what you're doing is just who you are and just continue that. And then, um, of course, I, then I wanted to ask her about being psychic. Yes, And and I said, like, I just said that I love ghosts and I love spirits. And, and I think people think that I like to be scared and all of that. It's not about that. It's really about, um, proving to myself and to others that we live beyond this world. Like we may die in our person of our bodies, but our spirit goes on and And if I can prove that to myself, that there's actually spirits, and I just know that I will be with my loved ones and our spirit continues. So that's the whole reason why I do that. So I said, I just really want to see ghosts. I want to be able to talk to the dead. And so the way she explained it, it was so good because she's basically says like, like for me, I'm not going to be able to see them. Like I see you. 
but yeah. she's like, you have to like, um, look at them with your mind's eye. Like, so when you're scanning a room and you think something's in the corner, it probably is like, because it's, I'm not going to be able to see it. I'm like, but I want it to be, I want it to be really easy. I yeah. want to be able to, to see, like, I want to wonder if that person's real or not. But then that was, I was talking to my friend yesterday and, um, I'm like, so what if those people that are in public talking to somebody aren't real, aren't real. Yeah. Like, like the beautiful minds guy, like what am I, I'm like, maybe, maybe I don't want to be able to see him and not know <laughs> if they're real. So that, cause then I would look like that. So, yeah. um, so I thought that was a really interesting and it was kind of eye-opening to think like, okay, maybe I'm not going to see him that way. I need to be able to see them in other ways, which a long time ago when, you know, we, we had Renee on the show and I had taken yes. a class from her Yes. and we were doing this thing about spirit guides and um, she like <laughs> this room was full and it's just us going back for like, we were like tennis playing back and forth. Right. And, um, I, she's like, well, so how many do you have? And I'm like, well, I'm guessing like two. And she's like, when, where were they? And like, she didn't ask anybody else that question. So I was like, um, I'm like, well, if I had to guess it was like right here. And she was like, yes, it was. And I go, it was. And she's like, well, you saw it. Like you looked at it. And I was like, I did like, but I, but but I knew it was there, but I didn't know it was there. Right. Yeah. So I'd have to be able to trust that style. So that myself went that. And then another thing was, um, we were talking about spirit guides and she says that, um, so my, are you talking grandma, about with Renee or like, so now again? I'm going back to like our words from our conversation okay. yesterday. Okay. She said that, um, my grandmother's with me and she really is really funny and sarcastic, which is probably who she really totally was. you. And, um, she said that she talks to me and the way I can know that it's her is like, so when we have our own thoughts, they're usually right here in your head. Okay. When you have a message from like your spirit guides or something, they're going to come from a different part of your brain. So they're usually okay. in the back of your head. So I guess maybe none of us really pay attention to that brain chatter and where it's coming from, but maybe we all should start because maybe those are our spirit guides trying to help us because those thoughts they are giving us may not be ours. Yeah. And we just need to know where they're coming from to know if it's a thought that's coming from us naturally or coming from help from somebody else. Okay. So when you just said that it yeah. went whoosh over my head because, okay. You pointed by the way, for our listeners to the front of your head for your thought, yeah. for our thoughts. And then the back of your head for like other divine yeah. messages coming from the back of your head. Okay. I know those two thoughts because I've gotten yeah. those two thoughts. I don't know the difference between those two thoughts. Right. So that's like, why we need to start paying attention. Right. Because well, but I feel like maybe I do we don't pay attention. Attention. Do you? I, I do feel like I do tr try to pay attention to that, but then sometimes I am confused whether that's my anxiety slash worry talking. Like, I think but, we've talked about this on the, on the podcast before, like, you know, you're driving down a dark road, you know, in the rural area and you're like, oh, what if a car just came towards me with their headlights and just rammed into me? And you're like, oh, is that like a real normal thought? Or is that like a premonition thought? And then you just don't know what to do because you don't know where that thought came from and where it started at. Right. Um, what well, like, I, if anything, I would take that as like, pay attention, be alert right now. Oh, okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Because maybe something like that could be on its way, but if you're paying attention, you could avoid something if you had to. Okay. So I, I guess for me, I just, I get what you're saying. Totally. Yeah. 100%. I just don't know to how to hone the skill 
to know where that's coming from. At yeah. The time. I mean, I tell you this, I don't know if I could do it either, <laughs> but I was just saying, I, if I, if we start paying attention to that stuff, like when those random thoughts come in, like, okay, where did that come from? Like, you know, like you could maybe only, try to decipher some of that. The only thing I would say to you is that you have at times done that. Like when we were on the phone call with, or you were on the phone call with Chase. Okay. So this leads me to and something you, else. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. And you, well, just for our listeners, you said, um, we were talking about a dress that, sh that your best friend who passed away gave you the, your daughter never wore it. You kept it. And while you're talking to Chase, you're like, oh my God, it was never my dress. It was meant for your daughter. So yes. that, that is what I'm talking about. Your like, daughter you who he never had yet. Yes. Who he so, had had. Yeah. So he borrowed my car last weekend for hood to coast. Okay. And we had this conversation on our front, my stoop. And he okay. was like, you were so like adamant, like this is yes. for your daughter. Like he was like, you just knew it. Yes. And then I said that you'll be pregnant by February, which he was. Yes. They're now due in November. Okay. Um, so I do want to have credit that I figured that one out. <laughs> you did. Um, and you knew, you just knew. Okay. But did you, you find remember? the dress? Yes. I know where it is. Okay. 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 Well, her baby shower is next weekend. So I'm going to okay. take it to her. Okay. okay so, good. but do you remember like before that I had the whole story about the Bible, the living Bible and how I bought it. And it wasn't for yes, me. Yes. Yes, and, yes. Okay. Yes. So I feel like when I get these messages, I'm actually told a story from my previous something because it relates to what's happening right now in order for me to like come full circle with what I'm, what it's telling me. Does that make sense? So like I had to I had to, it reminded me of the Bible story because right. I bought the Bible. It was given, I bought it. I give it to, I, and this lady said she needed one, but I was given one. So I gave it to her. Do, does yes. that make sense? And then with this dress, it like I, in my head, all of a sudden that Bible story came up. Then I'm telling the story about the dress. And then I realized, oh my God, it was never my dress, but I had to remember that Bible was never mine. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So I feel like when I, when things like that come to me, I'm given another story because this is going to relate somehow later. Okay. That's so I was telling like over her, my head, but okay, okay. Okay. So I was telling like her words, this she's like, I have a clear Emily, right? Yes. Okay. Where she's like, you just know things. Okay. And I said, well, I, I think I know things, but I'm given this story from previously. Like when that guy hit my front um, wall, and then I remembered the story of the guy who was driving and he hit that girl and her license plate, the license plate fell off the car. Yes. And that's how they were to keep, catch that guy really early, catch yeah. him right away. So when that guy hit my wall, I was like, Michael, I'm pretty sure there's a license plate around here somewhere. And he's like, no way. I'm like, remember that story of that blah, 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 blah. And then he picks up the license plate. Like, so I think like I'm given these stories because it's pertaining to whatever's happening right now, because it's going to happen. Does that make sense? Okay. 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 So, um, I was telling Emily how I do this and she's like, well, you don't always have to tell the backstory. Yes. Like what you can just say how it's going to unravel because you already know. But to me, it's like, I have to, I feel like I have to explain why Justify. I know this. Right. Justify. I have to tell you why this is what happened in the past. So this is why it's going to happen right now. Right. But maybe it's just my idea of like, oh, I have to see what I, it's just reminding me, this is how this played out. So this is what's going to happen. Does so that make is sense? that what your grandma is, is that how, is that help from your grandma? I don't know. I think that okay. could just be, it could be just a message that was given maybe from her, from somebody that's telling me how to answer this question because of this past experience And it. And it's, and it's like a specific 
yeah. past experience. Right. Right. So then I get off the phone with her and I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird. And then <laughs> I was sitting with my friend, Jenna, she's so sweet and so nice. And she is just trying to figure out what she wants to do in her life. Okay. Like, she's just like, I feel like she looks at everybody around her and they, she feels like everyone's established and they, they know what they want and not everybody does. And I no. think she struggles because she doesn't know, yeah. but she tries all kinds of things. And I think that's really beautiful that she does yeah. that. Right. And then, um, all of a sudden I go, it's happening right now. And she's like, what? I go, I have a story. And she's like, what? And so I told her how, like, I went to my neighbor's house. She asked me to help her rearrange her furniture. Yeah. And she's like, I'm like, okay. So we go with, I'm like, what about, I think this would look really nice if we move this here. No, that's not going to work. Well, how about if we do this? We just simply do this. No, like everything <laughs> I suggested, she didn't want to do. I go, so you really, really don't want to move your furniture. And she's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, what if we just declutter the house? So we ended up just decluttering some of the stuff. Okay. And, um, so I was like, okay, so then all of a sudden I was like, okay, I don't sure how this is going to go to her, to Jenna, as I'm talking to her, but, um, (laughs) I said, okay, I don't even know why that came up, but anyway, this whole thing about her. And I said, Jenna, I really think you should, um, because everything I was suggesting to her, she was just like, no, no, like kind of thing. Right. And so I said, you know what? I really think she really, I said, when were you the happiest? She loved living in LA and she was, um, putting her hands in and trying to be an actor. Yeah. And she loved it. She loved all the people around her. I go do that, go there. I go. And why don't you do something like, cause that's going to be really hard to, um, pay your bills and stuff like get a job, work at it. I said, said a, advertising agency because then you're still connected with talent but she's also a writer and the two of them together would be like amazing and then you could take your acting classes at night or whatever like try that and um she's like no I don't know anything about advertising and I'm like like who does until they get in it like right okay so then I have to tell you but I have to pull her up and read what she wrote me because it's so I was just like, okay, did she not get this? Okay, here's what she wrote. There's a wedding going on at her house tomorrow. And I immediately walked in and I met the maid of honor who works in advertising in Disney, who lives in LA. She offered me help. And I'd like to get if I'd like to get into advertising. And I said, I know nothing about her about it. And I told her how I lived in LA and she and she's also lives there and she loves it and that she her lease is almost up and they want to go she wants her basically her to be her roommate what i'm like jenna didn't i just tell you all of that you need to move to la this girl is this is your sign i just told you to go into advertising and this girl's works like she's like i can help you get in a job but she got it right she doesn't want to do it what she doesn't want to move her furniture. Yeah, she doesn't want to move her furniture. I you was know, just like, oh my God, that, how I did that happen? I literally sometimes have clients like this. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wait, okay. So you don't really want my opinion. You just want somebody to approve doing what you actually want to do or not do. Right. Like, why are you paying well, me so, to do that? And I love her, but I just need, yeah. I was like, okay, what is it that you want to do? And I will help you encourage yeah. you to do that. Yeah. Like, because I mean, I think she'd be great in advertising. She would 
Um, she loves LA. Like even she was, if she was just a receptionist for a while, that's while what I told her. Like just her. go. But um, yeah, I don't know. Oh and but God. I was like, she did. I'm like you, and that's exactly what I wrote her. I said to her, like basically, you don't want to move your furniture. Yeah, you don't want to rearrange your furniture. Yeah, <laughs> I was just. <laughs> What the hell? Stop I mean, saying just, you want to rearrange your furniture if you don't want to rearrange your furniture. But that happened is, to me. I just did that. Like I know. right after I got off the phone. But like, so I guess I didn't have to tell her the whole rearranging the furniture thing, except at the end when I'm like, you don't want to do it. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think she, like we're all full. Like we don't do anything because we're full of fear, right? If we didn't, right. if we weren't fearful, we would do anything. Yes. Yes. Right. And like, whether it's fear of leaving your loved ones here, whether it's fear of like, if you're going to succeed or not, like, but unless you try, like I have another friend, she's like, I just feel like I should live in Tennessee. I feel like my life is in Tennessee. And, um, so, uh, she's moving. She knows nobody there. Wow. She's, she went, flew there and got a, a um, as a real estate agent. Okay. So that was my exciting news. Wow. That is exciting. What else happened with Emily? Like her words. Um, so it was only half an hour and we recorded it. So I thought what I would do is just like a, a midweek drop of it. Um, what she had to say, she's, she's really cute. She's in South Lake Tahoe. Yeah. I should have asked her about the fires. There's a lot of fires there right yeah. now. Um, let me see. What else did she talk about? Um, hmm. You know how those things go and you just don't really, I just remember my grandmother. Oh, one thing that was kind of interesting is I told her that um, somehow it came up that my mom has passed and she's like, really, I would have never guessed that she's not here at all. I'm like, we were not close. At all. <laughs> so I'm not surprised, but it is surprising considering like um, angel girl had seen her yeah. in the house. And then um I kind of always wonder sometimes if she's the one that's like kind of downstairs or if she's one of the few that are downstairs. Interesting. How about your dad? Um, I didn't ask about him, Oh, okay. but I just say that like, I've always had the interest in like ghosts and stuff, um, mainly because my parents were total hippies and believed in spirits and like, yes, you know, that kind of stuff. And that was probably more my dad, although my mom played with the Ouija board and stuff too. So, huh? Oh my yeah. gosh. I have a funny story for you. Though. Okay. Tell me. So last night, so we got, we took our kayaks off the lake. I don't know if we, did I tell you this? We took our, our hard kayaks off the lake and we brought them home and we're storing them at our house. And cause we have a river that's like, I don't know, two blocks away. Yeah. So and who anyways, was found in it? Uh, um, Deborah Cox. Yes. Yes. She was found in that river. Yes. Um, anyways, so, and we've lived here for 20 years and we had never been on the river until this year with COVID and all that kind of stuff. So we'd taken the kayaks, we have them now at our house and I'd gotten a blow up one prior to this. Cause I thought, oh, this will be good to travel in and blah, blah, blah. Well, it turns out these blow up ones are so much harder to row than your hard kayak. So us having had a lot of experience with our hard kayaks, we're like, dude, this is like way harder. Let's get our our hard kayak. So anyways, brought the hard kayaks. Well, we didn't have any carts to drive down. And, and I had taken um, the racks off my car because it makes this whistling sound on top of my car. So I'd taken them off. So we wanted to go down. And so my husband's like, let's just carry them. And I'm like, are you effing kidding me? Two blocks is a long ways to like 
carry these things. And he, and he means to carry them both at the same time, like him in the front, like you don't have the back, and like, no, and carry both of them, both hard kayaks at the same time. So I'm like, fine. I'm cause we carried the blow up one down once. And it was so heavy. I was exhausted by the time we got back. Cause we like kayaked for two hours <laughs> and my arms are like, you know, have rubber, you know, and then we had to carry him back. So this time I'm like, fine, I'm going to do this just because I have told you it's, it's a horrible idea. And I'm just going to do it just to prove to you, this is a horrible idea. Cause he's like, I don't want to put the racks on for like to drive one block. And then we still have to carry them one block. And I'm like, well, okay, true, but still it's going to be hell. So on the way down, it wasn't as bad as I thought getting down there with the two kayaks. I'm like, okay, this is actually better than the blow up one. Cause the blow up one, you had to like lift a little, or it would drag on the ground. These, you could fully extend your arms. You're actually so standing we, kind of between them. Yes. We were standing between so them. With right. the one, it's kind of awkward. Yeah. 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 And, and the only thing gets tired is like your hands holding the little things. So we kayaked for like, I don't know, hour and a half this time. And then we had to bring the kayaks up. Well, by the time I got halfway, I was like, mother of pearl, I cannot carry these stupid frigging kayaks anymore. And so then we were like stopping every 20 feet because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't keep going. My hands were exhausted. My arms were like rubber, you know, whatever. So I got some carts. I'm like, okay, we're going to sell this from. So yesterday I've been dying to get my daughter to go out in them. And she's kayaked on the lake, but she'd never kayaked here. And I'm like, come out, come out, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so my husband was out of town or he was on work stuff. So I, um, said, let's go, let's do this tonight. So we go down and this is the first time we're using the carts. Well, carts are fantabulous. I was like, oh, this is so much easier. So we go and we do our little thing and we come back, we had dinner on the river. It was so cute. And then we get back and my daughter's going to take the one spot to disembark and get out of the boat on her non-dominant side. So the left side, and I usually get out on that left side on that side. And I was like, oh, I'll just try the right side. Maybe I can get out on that side. Well, it didn't work so well <laughs> and she wasn't out of the boat. So she wasn't holding my boat and <laughs> Leslie, I fell in. <laughs> So I'm trying to get out. My arms are like noodles and the, uh, the boat flipped over everything in the boat. My, my phone is in my bra pocket. I've got my, my Apple watch on and I'm like hanging on the ledge, you know, and I'm like, Maya, get my phone out of my shirt, get my watch off. And she's, so she's like mad trying to pull them on. And she's like, mom, you are going to have to lift yourself up. And I'm like, I can't. So I try and I just fell in the water and your watch waterproof. Yeah. But I wasn't like okay. super trusting it. It's not like okay. the, it's not, doesn't have the little red end on it. It's just the regular one. So I wasn't yeah. sure that it was real. And plus would it float? I don't even know. Yeah. So anyways, I just took it all off. I tried to get out Leslie three times because now you're not in the boat anymore where the ledge is like 10 inches or something above you're now in the water which is 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success now 18 inches. So, and there's nothing like you can't put your feet on anything. It's totally too deep. And underneath there's nothing under the dock to put your feet on like, a, Oh, cause you were like next to a dock. A, yeah. Where I, yeah. we go in, there's like a, it's like a ramp. No, like, no ramp. Oh, we're no. on a dock on a floating dock and there's nowhere to like put your legs, like the side of a pool to help you up or yeah. anything. I mean, yeah. I am just like sheer, just trying to do it with my arms and I have yeah. no body spring and I'm kind of jumping, you know? Right. As much as I can without feet power. I tried it three times, Leslie. And I'm like, Maya, just help me pull me. She's like, mom, I am just going to scratch you all on the concrete. I cannot do that. You are just going to have to do this. And I'm thinking, can I call my husband? Like, is he home yet? Like, <laughs> how am I going to get out of this? So finally I just go, okay. I, okay. I just got to do this. So I just go, Whoa! And I got myself out, but I was literally scared. I was thinking, oh my God, we're going to have to call 911. And there, some, some paramedic staff is going to have to come and help me get out of the water. I'm like, like a sea lion. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am like a sea lion. Like, uh, 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 how do I get out? Have oh you ever been gosh. to the eight caves? Um, you know, I think I have when I was a kid. Okay. They're down I in Southern that. Oregon, right? No, it's near um, Cougar, Washington. Oh, okay. No, I have not. Okay. It's really cool. It's a really Is fun. It? Yeah. You go down and then you hike down the, and, and it's cold and it's pitch dark and you go out and then you have to get back out. You have to climb up this thing. And I'm like, I have all these kids with me and I'm like, I might have to climb back out the other way because <laughs> I can't hoist my fat ass up this thing. <laughs> um, I did. It was terrible. It probably didn't look pretty. Luckily, everybody was in front of me because I think people were at first they were like trying to help me up. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is not going to work. Um, but I had that moment of like, I, I just have to do this. Like, yeah. And I yeah. did like you did. You see, lion. <laughs> I did. Oh, my God. It was probably not pretty at all. Oh. And then I was like, well, Maya, what if I got back on the boat, like on top of it, you know, like to give me a little height? She's like, mom, I don't know how you're going to do that. And I'm like, I don't either. Like, so last night I could not sleep because I had uh, been watching YouTube videos of how to get out of your kayak on a okay. dock <laughs> because it's, it's 
really easy. You're, you're, you're like, this is not going to happen again. No. I have to like, yeah. So then I could not go to sleep because I'm thinking of all the ways. Okay. Do I know the ways? Like I need to go down there with the boat and I need to try this out and I need to try all these different kinds. Okay. First of all, there's one simple thing to do, which I did not know. FYI, for those of you, you put the kayak paddle behind your back, um, just draped really across the back of the kayak and on the dock. So it kind of keeps the boat, um, kind of there and attached. Like yeah. what happened to me was the boat went whoosh away from yeah. the dock. So it kind of keeps it there. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try that. And then there was all these spinning techniques and like ways to just whoosh, kind of keep your center of gravity low. Like I was trying yeah. to go up and get my ass to dock height. Yeah. That was not working very well because I couldn't get my ass high enough. So yes. Yeah. So I could not go to sleep last night because I was like, I need to go practice. I need to go try this. <laughs> Good for you for like figuring that out. Cause if it happens again, now you have to be prepared. Exactly. I I'm going to go down and practice though. I, I decided that I was going to go practice on my own. And I might take someone in case I get stuck. I was but, like on uh, your own. That did not sound good. <laughs> well, I just want to go down and practice. Like I don't want to get exhausted kayaking for two hours and then try it. I want to like try it before I go and then I can go kayak if you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, the floating dock is definitely a little harder than shoring up, you know, that's pretty Yikes. easy. Well, every so, time yeah. I cross the bridge, like uh, when I leave the club and I'm headed to Tualatin yeah. and you cross over the, the yeah. river. Yeah. And so I always look for bodies. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, my God. God. My eyes always go to this one area and I just know one day there's going to be somebody right there. Ooh, you, I just, you know, these things. Okay. So last either that night, or maybe that's where that girl was found. We were coming back. No, she was on the other end. She was on the 99. Okay. We were coming back and I go, Maya, what is that? And she goes, I don't know. It's just a log or something. I go between those two ducks. Is that a log or is that a dead body? Oh, it's probably a log. <laughs> I did the same thing, Leslie. I'm like, dude. Oh, and also, are you watching murder, uh, murder, only murders in our building? No, I haven't oh even heard gosh. of it. It's basically us with a totally different write this story down. plot. It's, it's basically, uh, okay. It's Martin short and Steve Martin. Oh no. I want to see that. It's on Hulu, Selena right? Gomez. Yes. It's funny because, um, Eric goes, oh, this is like you and Leslie. <laughs> It's like three people who know nothing about podcasts and nothing about solving a murder, but there's a murder in their building. <laughs> yes. I want and, to watch that. I'll, I'll start watching that. Yeah, I did and see they're the just like ah. for that yesterday. Yeah. Okay. It's totally good. It's totally funny. I mean, it's quirky and, you know, funny. And I love the Martin Short and um, Steve Martin. I don't know about Selena Gomez. I mean, jury's still out on that one on her, but um, you know, it's kind of cute. And if you have nothing else to watch, it's kind of fun. That's funny because I hadn't seen Martin Short for years. So that's cute they're together. Yeah. I know. They're so cute. Well, yeah. so here's my story for today, but I have to okay. tell you that it starts with a uh, Mo's out of touch moments. Okay. So sometimes I feel out of touch with reality. And so here's what happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I'm cruising down the road and I see this car and you know, it's got the car paint on the back window. And it reads just married and the car's pretty dirty. Like the just married's kind of like older, you know, just married six months ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> partially still there. And under it, it says, help us save for a home and then gives her Venmo address. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, A, does this work? 
B, did anyone give her Venmo money? And C, why would I give her Venmo money? So I had a lot of questions. So then I'm cruising down the same road, Leslie, and I get to close to your exit and I see a giant billboard and it said, I need a ki kidney help. Yeah, I need a kidney or something like that. Help save Casey. And it gave an email address and this picture of this beautiful woman, young woman. And I'm like, all right, you know, the suspicion in me, right? I'm like, is this true? Is this fake? Is this a real picture of her? Like, what's the deal? So I go home and I immediately Googled her. It turns out she is a legitimate person. She lives in Sherwood. So she's actually really, really close. And 10 of her closest friends raised money to, um, cause they all got tested and they were not matches for her an ideal match, I should say. And, um, so they all raised a bunch of money to put up big billboards. I can't remember how many they did, but like, it was like 10 or $11,000 around town to promote getting people tested to give her a kidney. So I was super happy that that was true. That was truly her face. That's like a real thing. Um, but that one aside, true, legitimate, looked it up. We're good. Right. Did she have a kidney? Did you find one? Well, no, not yet. So if you do, or if you're interested in giving your kidney, giving a kidney to somebody, um, I, I believe it's Casey help save Casey at gmail.com. I should have looked that up before we talked because I don't know the ad, the thing, if you're interested, email us, I'll get, I'll get you in touch with her, but okay. it's Casey K and C in Sherwood, Oregon. And if you Google it, you'll find, um, her, I can't remember her now last name at all either. So I start looking up this Venmo thing. I'm like, yeah, do people actually do this? So I found out that this is a craze right now. Did you even know that? Well, when I'm on TikTok, people put out their um, stuff all the time, but people do it for different reasons. Some, some people do it because they accumulate money and then they do good deeds. They go okay. and like, buy somebody's groceries for them using the money that they got from Venmo or okay. um, like if you really like somebody's content and they they entertain you yeah. you can support them, them by putting in them putting in some money so I think there's different reasons why people do it yeah um, so and I think yeah. that's fine you know if you if you're okay giving them money because you like the you know same here if you want to be one of our Patreons or support us or whatever you know I, I think that's fine you know what the money's going towards it's it's legitimate, right? Well, so yeah. then I start finding that you're right. There's a bunch of TikToks, especially TikToker influence, no, TikTok influencers. I got to say that, right? Um, that have started doing this. And um, this, some of this information um, comes from theconversation.com and then articles from kpcw.org. Um, so I have a couple things to tell you. One, is Wash Wasatch County Sheriff's Department is investigating several fake fundraising accounts. A Northern Georgia man who is considered a TikTok influencer says he will return the donations that he received to assist his daughter's medical bills. It turns out he had raised nearly $60,000. His name is Chad Ellers. And, um, he rallied all these TikTok uh, influencers and his fans 
to support um, the Children's Hospital of Erlinger, um, where his daughter Maya had been treated. And Ellinger, no, sorry, Ellers, which I'm going to call him Chad because his last name befuddles me. Chad admits the fundraising is his source of income, however and that the money raised doesn't all go to his daughter Maya's care. So since this has come to light, he says that he will give back money to those who request it. However, um, one of the complaints um, from Maddie Allison from Michigan as well, she requested her money back via the cash app twice and twice it was declined. So I would just say to you that, um, people should be suspicious when giving money that it is um, legitimately going to that. I guess I'm always a little bit suspicious and I don't tend to just give money away unless I know it's a legitimate source or a legitimate company or, or foundation um, that I trust. But um, I, I'm, it's surprising to me how many people just give money and suspect it will go to the right place. Well, I think it's, I mean, if they're saying it's going to something specific, you probably should do your research. But if you know it's just going to that person, yeah. like just be honest about it. For That's sure. one thing. And it never give money that you're not willing to lose anyway. Yes. Right. Yes. So like yes. if you let it go and, and you didn't do your due diligence, then it's your yes. fault kind of in a way of not doing the research. And I kind of feel that way. You know, I do a lot of fundraising for a lot of different things. Yeah. And I never want the money going directly to me. I never do. And I always link it to the foundation specifically. So like, you know, on their, or on their bank statements, it's going to say the Leukemia Lymphoma Society of America. Like, you know, it has nothing. I don't want any part of it. And just like I did a GoFundMe for my friend with Huntington's disease. And even though I created it, it goes straight to her bank account and it, right. and she legitimately does have Huntington's disease and it's up to the people to do that research if they, they really question that, but yeah. it doesn't go to me at all. I don't want right. a part of that for that reason. I don't want right. anybody to ever wonder if it's going to what we say. And, and, and if you were to subscribe to our podcast and, <laughs> and become a Patreon or a patron, <laughs> yeah. um, it does go to us and, yes. um, you but know, it, I think we made pretty six dollars last month. Yeah, we Melissa, did. We so did six dollars. I thought when, when we get to like thirty-five total, I'm going to treat you to your next um, manicure. When oh, we, yes. Oh, you're so sweet. But what so about all, all the money there. you put in to this? I mean, we're still we'll st- we're still in the in the red. Well, a lot of times, and most of it's just our time that we've put in, you know, I think also equipment and like you're doing a sweatshirt and yeah, there's a lot of time, I guess, but we bought some things, stickers and, you know, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Pens, you know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. We're not doing this to get rich. (laughs) It's a nice hobby. It's fun. It, It keeps us busy. Yes, it's true. And have you heard my, my second story line is about the red house in Mississippi. Have you heard of that? Uh, uh-uh. did you know about that? No. Okay. So I really wasn't completely clear. I knew it was going on during the BLM riots and everything, but I wasn't, I knew it had to do with black lives matter, but I really wasn't sure. And, and gender, is it called gentrification? When you take a community that has been predominantly one race and basically they, the development of that area is increased 
and they're pouring money into that area, which means that those people can really no longer afford to stay there. It basically moves them out. And so the red house on Mississippi kind of became a symbol of this, of the inequities that faces the black families and people of color, especially in Portland, because that area of Mississippi, I don't know if you've been there in a while, but for our listeners, it is just been transformed. I mean, it used to be kind of run down. Um, a lot of uh, black families there. And as we've learned now through this podcast and doing a story on it is that was the area that was acceptable for them to live and be way back when. And so it's predominantly been, you know, that area um, for those families. But now, because housing prices have gone up so much, people have kind of moved into those areas and they're building new buildings, building high rise, you know, like um, apartment complexes, really nice, expensive stuff, new restaurants and all that. So then I kind of dug into what happened to that family. Like what's this, why the red house? Like what's the deal? Well, and so I learned in 2018, a local family lost their house and, uh, you know, the claim is that it was the gentrification and discrimination and, um, really had to do with the predatory subprime lending that happened that they basically got a house loan on this house and couldn't afford to keep up with it. And so this became kind of a symbol of the fight against kind of the David and Goliath, um, of the city and this family, although I, I feel bad, you know, they've really struggled and the son that is now taking on the fight, he's been, he was in and out of jail prior to this, which, you know, doesn't, doesn't matter except to say that they had, they have, have had some hard times. Right. And so they don't have a lot of money, but they basically were ousted out of the house because they did get a loan that they could not substantiate the payments on and everything. And so I guess that is really the story of the red house on Mississippi. And it's kind of sad. I I totally get it. I'm not sure what the answer is because I think that development is good, but on the other hand, you know, we see this on our streets right now is we just have a huge houseless population that don't have houses And where do we, where do, when you displace a whole community or a whole neighborhood, where do they go? What else can they afford? We already know prices in, in Portland are horrible. I mean, it's not even better in the suburbs. Where do they go? Right. Yeah. I have no idea. Well, and, and honestly, not, not everybody, obviously that is homeless is a criminal, but I do know that crime rates do go up in areas where the homeless, there's a lot of homeless. And in fact, there's um, a little camp up the street from us. And then I, and I can't say it's related, but it, it's kind of interesting that we did have a car stolen in our neighborhood and another car was broken into and a gun was stolen out of it. I'm like, oh, great. Now we have somebody with a gun running around who didn't have one or 
now they have an additional one. I have no idea. They have a gun. It just got, kind of freaks me out, but yeah. I don't know what the answer is. And, but I have to say like some people also don't want to have a home. Like, well, so I was going to tell you, they like to be called houseless, not homeless. Houseless. I know I heard you say that. Home. And then, yeah, they yes. do. I, I listened to some, some expert okay. talk on this um, because they do have um, homes. Their, their little tents and all that is their home. Um, but and to your point, there is a mix. There's a mix of reasons why they're on the streets. Yeah. There are those that have mental illness. There are those that are addicted to drugs. There are those that want to be there and there's those that don't. Um, and so to your point, those, some of those people are very desperate. They don't know where yeah. their next meal is coming. They don't know where, you know, right. how they're going to get anything or anyone yes. or an address or whatever. So there's various reasons that people could be desperate yes. and desperation would lead you to trying to feed yourself, right? Looking at unlocked cars or whatever. And I don't, I don't promote that. I don't say that's right. I just think right. that it's a really bad problem. And I am glad I don't have to solve it because I don't know what the solution is. Right. Um, but to your point, there are lots of different reasons that, um, those people are on the streets, um, you know, and, and one thing I don't like about the houseless is all the garbage. You know, they're not keeping everything in their home. It's yeah. like when we go along the river, you see all these like, and if I was going to be houseless, I'd probably have some riverfront property yeah, too. Me too. But you see it like, like on the shore and then it yes. can lead into the river and it leads to other things. Like I just, the garbage, but I'm like, then where do they put their garbage? Like, right. I don't know, but, but there's a lot. Yes. And that's one thing. It just kind of, not only do the tarps don't look nice in, in our beautiful old Portland, yes. but now it's full of garbage as well. And that's gross. Well, and I did hear, I, I did not, I agree with you 100%. I don't know what the solution is. I, I think that we need to come up with something, but smarter people than me are going to need to figure that out. Yeah. Um, but I did hear that on Ross Island, around the Ross Island, yeah. Um, that it smells like sewer because they're all having to go to the bathroom there. Yeah. Well, I would smell that when I would run through like for hood to coast, I was the lake one. So my second leg would be through downtown Portland and it always yeah. smelled like as you cross the river, it always smelled like urine. That was gross. Ugh. Well, I know that they pee on the streets and yeah, bridges and all that. And it gets warm and yeah, but I was like, that's just, I never thought about that. Like, where are they going to the bathroom? Yeah. Gross. Oh, disgusting. Well, I do want to do one more reminder um, or announcement before we get off today, but um, October 28th, that is a Thursday night. We are trying to figure out how to do a live show. Um, I have not been successful on trying to find a location to do it. A lot of the restaurants around there actually close early. Um, I did contact one restaurant. I haven't heard back yet to see if they would be willing to stay open late so we can have a live event. Um, but we are going to have an event in some capacity at the White Eagle Saloon that evening. Um, we are going to be staying the night. It is the haunt most haunted of all the McMenamin's buildings. And we Lord are making... Me. We're making ghost kits for each of the rooms for you guys to borrow while you're staying the night. And um, we How also many have- How rooms do we have left? So I think that how we have, 
I believe we have 10 rooms total. There's 11 rooms upstairs. I think the one room is a mystery. We don't know who has it. Okay. And um, I think we have like three rooms left um, okay. from everything. And I think they're about $120 for the night. Okay. Um, but we also have um, medium, psychic medium, Joshua John will be joining us that night. Yay! He won't be reading everybody specifically, but as a group, he will read it as if like some of the shows that you see with Long Island Medium, she, he will just pick up on certain people within the group and then read for them. So that will be happening and we want people to join us in that. And, and especially if we can open it up to a bigger venue and then have all, all of our listeners who are local or non-local, if they want to come and um, hang out with us, that would be really fun. And I'm also going to be inviting some people who have actually been on our podcast, not like, uh, but people that we have talked about on our podcast. Okay. So you will be able to put a, a face to some of the people that um, we've done episodes about. So that would be really fun. Um, so mark your calendars for Thursday, October 28th, and we will give you some more information as soon as we have that. Right. It'll be so Halloween. fun. Yes. And <laughs> Melissa or Michelle and I have already started a plan probably around Thanksgiving week, um, going back to the place that we did before, um, down, uh, what was that place called? Wolf Creek. Yes. We're going to go to Wolf, okay. Wolf Creek again. And then Jeanette sent me a restaurant in California, um, in Wairika, Wairika. Yeah. yeah. Wairika. There's a restaurant there that's supposed to be super haunted. So we were going to go down there go to that restaurant and then stay at another haunted hotel and then come back home. So cool. we'll do like a three day quick trip to find ghosts. Yeah. Wairika is a, a bit of a trek too. So yeah, it's six hours. So, but I think it's three hours to Wolf Creek. Okay. And then another three, we'll go oh, eat perfect. and then another one and then come back. The reason we didn't do a show last week is because I was on vacation. I was at an art, um, an art, basically an art camp. So I just did art. All Yay. And it was so fun. And, um, but I heard in that week that, um, one of my neighbors growing up, he has kids, two boys that were just slightly younger than me. So I didn't really hang out with those boys, but this particular neighbor, um, and I, maybe I did tell you about it. He lived at the crux of our neighborhood. So he saw everybody coming in and out. Did I tell you about this? You did, but I want you to tell the story. Okay. Was, okay. I, I just told you though. Right. I didn't yeah. tell you on the podcast. No, I think we're in the salon. I think. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> um, he, oh, I don't know if he'd been vaccinated or not, but he got COVID and so did his wife and, um, they both had to be admitted to the hospital and he, um, proceeded to pass away and she, um, is doing better. I haven't heard whether she's out or how she is doing, but, um, he did not make it unfortunately. And I don't know if he was vaccinated, like I said, or not, but, um, just kind of shook my world a little bit. He was, um, just way too young and just a really nice man. He always loved, you know, having the kids hang out in front of his house and, you know, shoot hoops and chit chat and hear the tea. And, you know, he was just kind of always there and you'd, you'd pass by and say, Hey Pat, how's it going? You know? And, I had actually walked by his house a day or two before I actually heard this news. And, um, I just was sad. It made me really, really sad that he's passed away. And, 
And those uh, things like one. shake you to your core. Yeah. I think they really impact you. Like there's a girl that I follow on Facebook and I, I don't know her personally, but she was a friend of a friend Yeah. and she'd always post really sweet things on her page. So I was like, Oh, I'm just going to fo start following her. And when I started following her, she was on this journey. She did a one year of traveling the United States and yeah. helping um, working at different animal shelters and just kind of just discovering who she was. And then at the end of that trip, and did I tell you this already? Uh -uh. Okay. At the end of the trip, she was like, you know, saying happy fifth anniversary. And I was like, that's weird. Like she's never had a guy in the, in the van with her. Like, who's this person? And I had to look. So at the end of that post, she says in your life and in your death. And I was like, oh, he's passed away. Of course uh -huh. me, I have to like dig it all up and try to figure out who this person was. And so I know, so my friend who I know personally used to skydive and okay. then so did this girl. And so okay. did her husband. Okay. Oh, so, no. um, yeah, they got married and I think it was nine days after he had died. I think they were trying to do like a, a world's record thing. <laughs> and I'm not exactly, I couldn't find exactly what had happened in the accident, but he did fall or die as a result of a skydiving accident. And every time, and so like oh. just recently she was like happy ninth anniversary. Cause now it's been so many years. And I just like, to me, like, I don't even know this girl, but it just rocks me to my core because she still very much misses him and loves him. Yeah. It was her soulmate, her twin flame, whatever you want to call it. But, and she hasn't been able to find that since. Oh. And, um, and to know that they were only married for such a short time, that makes it just nine days makes me, I think it, oh. it's not very long. It was under two weeks, but I think it was like oh. around 90. That to me is just, I, I don't know what could be worse. Like, uh, and I guess there are always um, those risks that you take when you do those kinds of things. Like when yeah. Michael did, you know, a lot of motocross, like how many accidents we were in. And yeah. Um, although I, I didn't enjoy any of it, it was expected and I didn't like it, but it, yeah. but at the same time, you don't think that someone will actually pass away from something like that. Right. Maybe, I don't know. Right. And it, it was just really tragic. And I thought it was so sad. And every time she posts that, my heart just goes, oh, like, oh, oh shoot. Oh, that's oh. horrible. Oh, gosh. Wow. Well, yeah. that's why I don't skydive. <laughs> I only did it I once. I did it once. And that was oh it. Like, God. I don't Leslie. need to ever do it again. And, but whatever. On a, on a, on a more cheerful note, I'm going to start going into more haunted um, Halloween stories as we move Ooh. forward. <laughs> all right you love those stories. because we're getting into like um you know halloween's coming Ghost halloween's my favorite i love halloween we'll have to dress up all right listeners well that's it for today and we want you to share like and subscribe to us and we want you to also stay curious stay suspicious and stay open and we'll see you next time bye bye At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 